Big's not doing well enough at the moment as on the outside, Bernie's Tiger. Jay Doolan going for her second win as a jockey and she's going to get it. Great win, Bernie's Running Tiger, it's Ali's jab in front. Now Elva Saga, Ryan Wiggins takes the lead on Elva Saga and it gets up. From Mystery and Magic, which dived late and grabbed Ali's jab for oh, second. King's starting to see daylight now. Out wide on the track is King Jester. King Jester, fire King bursting through the middle. And King Jester just in front. And King Jester, I think, in a bob of the a head. Long way back, Iron Mask. And then Rosie's day. But I want to be on boom time, baby. Look at a go. The last little bit. 3-4 in front of Liverpool Gal. Then didn't ask me. But here's one they wanted to back. And here's one that's going to land the money. And land the money she did. Boom time baby for Kevin Miller. Gee, what a win that was last Saturday in Rocky. An impressive week of racing, which included obviously the cutest dual qualifier there up in Cairns when King Jester knocked over the fast finishing fire king down the outside. So let's look for King Jester when he goes down south and uh, flies a flag for North Queensland in the final. Next March at the Magic Millions cutest dual. They'll obviously have a host of North Queensland horses joining them when the rest of the qualifiers continue over this week. So keep an eye out for them. Uh, what was your highlight from MenQ Racing last week, Lockie? Definitely not our tipping, mate. But I think as far as highlights go, it's hard to go past that two-year-old of Chalemi's Missile Thunder. Mate, that was... Jeez. Uh, I've seen some impressive performances by two-year-olds up that way. But yeah, that's got to be right up there amongst the best... Yeah, it's an absolute demolition job. It sort of probably reminds me a bit of uh, a, a little bit of Sweet Dolly from last year, you think? Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, you know, I'll, I'll touch on it a bit in the race review, but oh, it was it was massive, mate. And I think uh, the Headley-Chalemi combo, I've got another one there. They've had some good ones in the past, back in the day, Kanatoshi King and the like. But yeah, mate, if this thing keeps progressing like it, uh, you know, like it could, then gee, it could be another yeah, and speaking of the Devils, I see Sweet Dolly's nominated a uh, few this week, so I'll definitely be keeping an eye on that come acceptances tomorrow. I thought the, the winner, Boom Time Baby, was my standout in Rocky the other day. It was quite quite impressive for Talia Fenlon and Kevin Miller. So, yeah, any lowlights over the week? Oh, mate, I think uh, it's safe to say we're probably better horse indicators than tipsters at the moment, especially down south. <laughs> But I think, you know, we're we're just new to this. We're having a bit of a crack. And I think we're probably, you know, after we're chatting during the week, if we focus more on our bread and butter, which is our North Queensland racing, we'll probably probably find ourselves picking the strike rate up a bit, mate. So, yeah, I think moving forward, we might adjust our tips to basically, you know, be tipping in the races that we're spending the most time on. So it makes sense, I reckon. But, yeah, probably down south, we, um, I mean, I got a winner, but, geez, there's no glory in picking dollar twenty-five pops, so... I think uh, I think we'll stick to I think we might stick to our own backyard, mate. Yeah, and speaking of syndications, we we obviously look uh, always on the lookout for a, a nice horse to move up to either North Queensland or out to the west. So if anybody's interested in getting involved in horse racing, reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook. We'll get you involved. That's uh, that's the easy part. That's for sure. So let's get right into it. Let's start off with the result from Cairns last Friday, the 18th of February. It was a heavy eight track. It was upgraded following race three to a soft seven, but uh, by the end of the day, you wanted to be on the outside fence, nearly into the car park to find any good ground by the looks of it. We had riding doubles to Wanderson de Villia and Kristen Swaffer, whilst Owen Bailey had a training treble um, and a great day out for him there. A few good races up there. So race one was the cutest two-year-old handicap. 
Uh, Alexandra Margaret won really well here. Big odds, she's 20s. The bookies uh, kicked off there on a good note. That Rose-Swaffer combo, they're having a good period at the moment. And yeah, mate, that might be one, you know, a decent one moving forward. Race two, open handicap. Mate, hands and heels on the board with Desert Cowboy. She's been good to us, actually. Another nice win there. Another one for the lively duo of Rowan and Swaffer. Fair income. This is starting to remind me of the old Crosland-Chalemi combo here, mate. This is, yeah, geez, when they pair up, it's it's hard to get past them. Benchmark 70, race three, handicap. Johnny Manslem and Team Quinella. This with uh, Bernie's Tiger and Sharanda. Thought Robic had every chance, to be honest. No excuses. Uh, Bernie's one you actually mentioned to keep an eye on um, in the race. Ultra impressive. Geez, sat out the back and... Made a mid-race move and, and rounded them up with ease. Gee, I tell you what, enjoy that four kilo claim, Jade, because that way you're riding it. It won't be around long. That's another one to Jade Doolan. Race four, we, we jumped over to the Maiden. Uh, Decath took this out for Elwyn Bailey and Lacey Morrison. She done the steering there. Won comfortably. Um, it's by done deal, so I'd say she would have appreciated the sting out of the ground there and, and raced better than her form would have suggested. Race five, benchmark 65. Your Quinella horse saluted here, mate, in Elva Saga. Fred Whelan trained with uh, Wigo in the saddle. Nice work there, KP. Carries 62 kilos, mate. That uh, that's impressive too on the on a track that had you know they were getting the foot into. So, but mate, I've got a big announcement. Coastal boy and myself, we've uh, we've mutually agreed to go our separate ways. Uh, well, I wish it all the best in the future, but uh, <laughs> I won't be any more of mine, mate. About time. <laughs> yeah, a couple of runs too late, most would say, but. You know what that means, don't you? Probably finds a dry track next start and wins by the length of the straight. So get on, but I won't be with you. Uh, race 6, mate, 0 to 55 handicap. We didn't preview this one or, or give a tip in it, but um, Female Officer won won that race. Another one for Elwyn Bailey, uh, this time with Wynerson on on board. 1.75 back to second, and then some huge margins back through the rest of the field, as, as you can get on these uh, wet tracks up here sometimes. So... Uh, race 7 was another 55 handicap. Gee, Bailey dominated the mid parts of the card here, teaming up with Wanderson again for a race-to-race double. And actually, uh, Mount Peter Miss winning this one, and Elwyn had the Quinella. So, yeah, really good day for the stable there. Race 8, we had the cutest dual qualifier. What a race. How was the battle down the straight here? Spread from the inside to the outside running rail, mate. King Jester got the chockies there. Just heard, yeah, the trainer talking that they're, they're talking about taking him down to the final. So, gee, I can't wait to see him down there and fly on the NQ flag for us. So, and everyone, I'm sure, from up this way will be will be jumping on the King Jester train there and supporting him. Honestly, mate, I'm spruiking Fire King up here. His run was massive. He could be one of the better three-year-olds I've seen up this way. Hey, the winner was up about four in front of him at the turn, and he whittled that down to point one of a length on the line. So... Massive run and serious horse, that one. But, no, you know, take nothing away from the winner. It was a really nice win, too. And then we rounded the card off with the BM58. Bookies left on a high note here. So absolute blowout winning and exceedingly cool. Nine-year-old gelding. Uh, you needed to be on the outside fence at this stage of the day. So nice ride by Amanda Thompson, mate. She would have had a white streak on her left boot there. She was as wide as you could get. So, mate, unlike Coastal Boy, I'm going to forgive our tip here in Lily of the Glen... Mate, honestly, just needs a drier track and, and she'll be back in form. My takeaways were you needed to be down the outside fence so you could probably look for some reversals in the coming weeks with any dry tracks. Uh, in the opener, Alexandra Margaret dislodged Kristen Swaffer when entering the track. 
Canada short distance up the straight and they recaptured it. The vet examined it, gave it the all clear and uh, won accordingly. So that was, that was quite an effort by Kristen to jump back aboard. Uh, Desert Cowboy was obviously impressive again under the big weight and he just continues to win. He's, he's a marvel. And it was obviously nice to see a couple of apprentices battle it out in the benchmark 70 and uh, talk about a heads and heels ride from Jay Doolan. Bernie looked like he could have done another lap. So he'll be featuring prominently again in the Country Cup circuit, I would assume, this year. And I just think Robig has hit his benchmark. He'll be, he'll be plodding around them 65s, I think, uh, for, a, for a while. Uh, the last one was obviously the, the note on Fire King, mate. It was a good thing beaten. Based to all the horses until the 400 and obviously got going late, as you said. He'll be winning again next start. And I think it'll be on his home track in a dual qualifier. So, yeah, you won't be getting any odds off that run. But you've got to give it to the winner, King Jester. Now four wins for seven starts for the famous Jorgerson Colours. And uh, moving on to Rocky, though. Uh, that was the following day on Saturday. A couple of jockeys would have had... Uh, had some early flights or some late flights to, to track down there, but we had the rail in the eight-metre position at Rocky, so obviously on pace would have favoured it a lot more. Uh, we had riding honours to partly offend them with a double, and although not massive fields and probably a few weaker races, it's good to see the prize money getting shared around the, the trainers in the region and, and obviously the owners as well. Uh, race one, mate, we had the two-year-old... Maiden, uh, John Wigington and Talia Fenland continue their good run here with Street Glory, winning well there. Ran a 104.48, so, well, I mean, it wasn't lightning, but, yeah, still a nice win there for a maiden. Class 3 plate, this was the first of our two previews, actually, and, mate, tell me again why you don't like Rocky. Jeez, your selection in Louis January let him up in the home straight and just, mate, gave nothing else a chance, to be honest, uh, How's by my selection, who I affectionately dubbed Tom Melbourne last week in the podcast? He ran, you guessed it, second. Right. He's absolutely uh, Tom Melbourne of the North. So, well tipped by you, mate. It could be a nice horse, actually. And, uh, yeah, good for a hands and heels Quinella there. Race three, open handicap, was our only other preview race of the day. It was a pretty thin card. Uh, mate, we're at it again with the first and second. I played my part here was Vindal winning, and you could get around the $5 mark with most corporates early in the day there too. So, mate, as I sort of touched on, back on the good track, he's just a different horse, this fella. And uh, and hi, Harry, your selection continued his good form too with a nice second. Yeah, so two previews, two Quinellas, mate. I'm starting to come around to Callaghan Park just quietly. Race four, we had the cutest three-year-old maiden. Uh, boom time baby, uh, as you touched on. Gee, this was some win. Almost a second quicker than the two-year-old race over this trip, and then maybe one by as far as you could kick your hat. So, Fenland rides another there, and then not much else to report, really. It was an absolute shellacking. Uh, I just see there was one only. Um, so, not sure who FJ Stockdale is, but yeah, he might have a handy one there. Race five, benchmark 58, is the last of the day. Um, no, I wouldn't be a North Queensland race meet lately without Clinton Taylor having at least one winner, so... Uh, Sonic Arrow, Julie saluted for him. Won the last at nice odds too, just quietly. Uh, beat the Stewie Kendrick Southern Raider. So, yeah, good to see the money staying up north in the last of the day there. Yeah, mate, uh, just on FJ Stockdale, he has previously owned a few horses out of the same mare that uh, Boomtime Baby has come from. So he's gone back to the well and found a nice one in Boomtime Baby. But don't know if you're new, but... Her half-sister, ready in time, ran around in the maiden earlier in the day for Adrian Coombe with a, with a nice fourth. So one to watch as it progresses to a three-year-old, most likely. 
uh, a brown three-year-old brown filly by Spirit of Boom out of Seno time. She was a $30,000 purchase from the 2020 March Magic Million sale. So a nice little buy. She won in good time, a 103.75 by, by five lengths. So expect to see her lining up in the cutest dual qualifiers in the coming weeks. Uh, let's move on to Townsville where we did have a two-year-old dual qualifier on Tuesday. It was a good four, rail was true. We've seen Claire McCann train her first winner in Townsville, so congratulations to her. And uh, Stephen Wilson had a riding double whilst Carl Fry was a bit of a bridesmaid with his three seconds. Yeah, mate, race one, cutest three-year-old, 1,300 there. Light him up, Jerry, for Alex Maliff and... And the informed Stephen Wilson took out that one. Nice win. Bit of a bunch finished behind, but yeah, won well on the line there. Light him up, Jerry. Race two was the cutest two-year-old dual qualifier, uh, the 1,200. And we sort of touched on in the intro, mate, but holy, this was some win by Missile Thunder. Just a different class. It was up against a couple of inform race-fit horses here. He was first up, the six furlongs, and honestly... Put him to bed in about two strides, mate, at the top of the straight. It was over a second faster than the maiden 1,200 on the day, and he won by six, you know, idled down on the line. So super impressive, mate. And hopefully Roy has this follower on the float down to the final two and North Queensland race and go down there with a two-pronged attack with King Jester and, and Missile Thunder. Race three was the maiden 12. Uh, Tiny Tiara won that race there for Claire McCann. As you touched on, and Morgan Butler... Uh, not a jockey I'm familiar with either. It looks like Morgan's moved up here from down south. and Gee, mate, it was a tough win, that. Sat behind the tearaway leader and um, done all the chasing. And, yeah, for, you know, maiden uh, 1,200, it was a nice win, I thought. Benchmark 65, race 4, 1609. This is a race where I like Boona Boy, uh, conquering Judas. Got over the top of him late. Nice ride by Lacey in a, in a stalking role there. Timed the run really well and, yeah, you know, got the... Got over the top of him late, and the winner was dropping back from 1900 off a three-week freshen up there. So really nice training performance by Graham Hughes. Race five, we had the Open 14 to narrow defeat there in the previous race. Leslie Gordy trained the winner here with Bullion Wolf. Talia Fenland done the steering. Geez, she's riding some winners at the moment. Uh, let's go, Bobby. Was brave in second, I thought. We we sort of spoke off air and, you know, done a lot of travel in the last couple of weeks. Still a, still a nice run there. Probably just lacked the dash at the end. Mate, play me now. Profiling for a really nice third up bet here at the mile, maybe. Don't worry about that run. Just a bit flat second up after that huge first up run. And, yeah, I'll be buttering up third up, I think. Race 6, benchmark 70,000. Macorba, I believe is how it's pronounced. Bookies pin up here, winning at 30s if you don't mind. I thought you were on the money with Family Star KP, uh, and well, so did the market, to be honest. You know, back there, it was, was really well supported, but yeah, I don't know, just race plain for mine. Not sure what your thoughts were, but I think by this stage, the crown was the place to be, too, both first and second, uh, rattling down the outside there. Uh, race 7 was the last day. race of the day, 0 to 55,000. Spirit of the Valley took out this race for Michael McCallan, ridden by Adam Spinks. Mate, don't let this one get under your radar. It was a nice win, only second up here, and probably two to three horses inside of the better going, but it kicked and won well. And the horses that got to the crown flashed, flashed down the outside there, but just couldn't get there, and almost an identical time to the BM70 too, so mate, I don't normally get excited about these Benchmark 55s, because that might be one to follow there. 
Yeah, as you mentioned, the horses out in that crown in the track, anything that sort of led or come up the inside fence seemed to paddle the last furlong. So can't take away the winner, Missile Thunder, hey? Uh, punters didn't miss him this time at $1.45. I believe he went around around 11s last year. But in fashionable time, running home in a 33.91. He was also a, a Magic Millions March yearling sale last year for 32.5k. And he was purchased by G1 Bloodstock on behalf of the Headley crew. It was a sale where they purchased a, uh, five or six yearlings. And I think about four of them made them to the track with a couple of winners. So good to see that. And um, I just can't see how he doesn't head down to the jewel now. He's, he fits the sweet dolly mould. So um, he'll definitely be in the running come finals time. Uh, obviously, the eight-year-old Bullion Wolf just keeps getting better with age. He's like a fine wine. So expect to see him winning again and being competitive when the carnival rolls around. I thought the trip to Brisbane... But let's go, Bobby might have taken a bit of sting out of her, and that's really all that beat her in the end. Not beaten far, but uh, just that little bit much, I think. And the second last race, the three-year-old Palencia went around. He looks to have returned in good order as well after stepping out against open company horses in only his sixth start. I'd assume he'll be stepping out next start in the three-year-old dual qualifier in Townsville where I'd expect him to be ready to win. So definitely keep an eye on those three horses moving forward. And that was our results for the week, Lockie. Um, as we look ahead to both Rocky on Friday and racing returns to Mighty Mackay on Saturday. So a couple of nice little cards and actually taking a little bit of confidence into Rockhampton after the last couple of weeks where we've hit a nice little strike rate. Yeah, mate. As you said, we've, we've, uh, we've turned our Culligan Park form around. So let's, uh, let's butter up and see if we can get him again this week. We, first race we're going to preview is race three, the cutest dual two-year-old qualifier. I can't split better rain and she's winning. So I'm just going to Quinella, the two of them, and hope she's winning, gets the bob in. as It'll be the rough result, I would imagine. Actually, SP'd favourite last time they met, and that's the race that Stanley got injured in, so it was never really fully tested. But, yeah, I think a little Quinella play there is probably the go. Yeah, well, I'll split them for you, mate. I think winning form is good form, and I don't know how she's winning makes up four lengths to beat better rain. So I'll stick with better rain and Les Tilly to to win our first preview. Let's then have a look at the Class 4 Handicap over 1,300, where uh, the one I black, black booked last week after winning, Emma's Jet goes around again with uh, 16.5 kilo, but drops down two notches in grade from a Class 6 to a Class 4. Mate, her win was impressive. Uh, I don't think she'll be a great... I don't think he'll be a great price, but I won't be jumping off, so Emma's Jet for me. Yeah, mate, I'm going to follow you in here. Oh, I'm a huge rap for in order down the bottom there, but I just worry she, she's been up for too long now to, to be coming up against, you know, this sort of a horse here. So, yeah, Emma's jet for mine. Yeah, well, then on uh, race five, the benchmark 65 over 1,500. Give us the winner. Scary stuff here because I've got a feeling I might be tipping the same one as yours, but fair dinkum, if you're running thirds behind Sir Rocket and... Or the very own hands and heels star in uh, in Riley, then not much in this 65 field should be a concern. So, yeah, I'll be on Vanasta. Yeah, definitely, mate. The one for me. Another horse dropping back in grade here. Being a mare, she gets a little bit better at the weights. She gets that little two kilos off. But she's been facing open company in southeast Queensland. She returns to Rocky where she's won her last visit over the distance. Pretty weak field. Gives me a lot of confidence here, so... You could probably roll this into an all-up at this rate, but uh, yeah, Vanasta for me. And then uh, I sent this one through to you, the the Class 1 Race 6, 
over 1,400. I found a form line that I believe is probably one of the best ones for Class 1 horses down here in the Sunshine Coast, and that comes up with number two, Bayer Reach, the newly acquired horse for the Tom Smith stable. Bayer Reach is the winning form in the recent weeks where horses have previously raced at the sunny coast and come up and got the chocolates. So the standout for me is that his form line of Avita La Vie, and if you can dream, the form ties through our horse, Echo Point, obviously, who we know just got beaten at Benchmark 70 here not that long ago. He could be my best of the card, I think. Yeah, mate, when you're that bullish, I don't think I'm going to tip against you. But what I will do is I'll throw a black booker in. I identified from Cluden, meet a fortnight ago there in Teeling. Hit the line really well there. It gets the 1400, which I think is, is right in its wheelhouse. And she'll get a nice card into the race from gate three. Jay Stanley's on, so hopefully that shoulder's uh, it's, it's all good. And he'll have all the options in front of him at the, when they round the turn there. And can see him and your tip probably gapping the rest. So, look, I'm not going to tip against Bayer S because those form lines are, geez, they're, you know, they're good for a rocky race meet. But, um, yeah, I think Teeling might, might be the Quinella horse. Yeah, I hate to say I have confidence backing horses at Rocky, but uh, I'm fairly confident on the card there on Friday. And hopefully we've got a little fill-up to, to head into the weekend on Saturday to, to get, head out to Mackay trackside before we see... Uh, your baby Broncos take on the, the mighty North Queensland Cowboys. Comps aren't one in February, so don't worry about me, Bronx. We'll be, uh, we'll be just trialling a few things up there, mate, and putting on a show for the locals. And then, uh, yeah, look out for us come season time, mate. I can already smell it down here. Yeah, mate. You would have been claiming the win after a draw last weekend and beaten Wynnum the week before. High on confidence. Hey mate, if I uh, if I lean on the racing industry, uh, there's an old saying that winning form's good form. So don't worry about us, mate. It's the year of the ambush. Well, I'll back him with your money. That'll do me. Well, we'll have plenty of it after another rocky meet, mate. Can't <laughs> <laughs> right, Let's have a look at Mackay. No odds are out yet, um, except for the cutest jewel. Uh, the first of our previews. We'll kick off with the class three plate. What do you got for us? Yeah, good to see you racing in your backyard, mate. So I'll be uh, I'll be chasing the last last minute weather report from yourself there. Come race day, but Brigolo boy here for mine and and best of the day too. Uh, just a note, I had just Jessie tipped here, but I believe she won't be going around at Mackay. So yeah, that leaves me with Brigolo boy, who I thought was the only other danger in the race. Uh, third up into this, ran in some really strong three-year-old races last season. Stanley on board, record seven starts, three wins, two seconds. Mate, there's a nice win at Bowen there last start, just building into this prep nicely, and I think Brigolo Boy will handle this mob easily, I reckon. Yeah, I'm not going to get caught here again like I did last time in Mackay. 20 to 25k southeasterlies. That will most likely see the winners come off the speed and cover with a wet sail down the home straight. Uh, if she goes around, I'll be on just Jesse, but I think she'll stay at home as well in Rockies. I'll stick with you. I'll go with Brigolo Boy on top for a stable and jockey in top form. He meets these best at weights under plate conditions and ticks all the right boxes, being third up, fit, progressive. So I'm with you, mate. Race three, the open handicap. The wind here in a small field and short distance probably won't have as much importance, I think. So I'll stick with a jump and run horse with the quickest 1100 metre time at the track, and that's Cabello Oscuro. Formerly trained uh, out of the Bennon stable last year and moved on over 
to his new stable, but uh, he's hit the ground running. I think he's won three of the last four there at Mackay. Um, so he's a horse in form that loves track, but I'll uh, I'll definitely be having a watch on Tarakai, who returns to racing. I just think they'll be a bit too sharp for him first up. For mine, oh, it's a tricky race, small field. Five of the six runners are resuming. And I've landed on Taraki after going over, over every runner a couple of times. I just think it's the best horse in the race, mate. So sometimes it's, it's the it's the right players just to pick the quality and, and they'll do the rest. Uh, it's not going to be a huge confidence play, but I think with Carl on, uh, yeah, it's just going to have the class edge on him, I think. Uh, none of them have really any first up form to read of, to be honest. So, you know, outside of Taraki, I think, yeah, your tip is probably the next best. Uh, I don't notice mine. Uh, my tip bled last start, so it's so fingers crossed for all involved there that he can get through this run well and 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 have a good prep. I think. Mate, on that, um, I don't know whether there's any stats out, but there is a great strike rate for horses that have bled, had a three-month ban, and then returned to racing. I know it's quite common for horses to come back from a bleed and win first up, so you might be onto something there. That takes us to the last of our previews for the meet, and that's the big one, the cutest dual qualifier, three-year-old played. And, and look, this race, mate, Fire King lines up for his third start in as many weeks after a trip up to Cairns. In memory, he come down the outside and, and just got nutted by King Jester there whilst the boom two-year-old dual winner, Sweet Dolly, returns to racing from the outside barrier. We got Sweet Dolly topping the charts at $1.35, Fire King at fives, Magnetic Drive at eight fifty, and $21 or better for the rest. Yeah, mate, I, uh, oh, look, I can't believe after absolutely declaring Fire King as the next start winner earlier on, he comes up here against the undefeated and listed winner, mind you, and Sweet Dolly. Again, it just goes to show the continual growth in Ninky Racing for mine. Like, we've got listed runners running around early on a Saturday, mate. It's, it's unreal. And, uh, yeah, I reckon the North Queensland horses might win one of these dual finals this year. So, look, I think she wins. Has uh, a nice, easy trial leading into this. She absolutely oozes class, this girl, mate. But uh, I just can't leave Fire King out completely after that run in Cairns. And, you know, he's, he's me spruik horse of the North. So... Mate, I think the best play here is a Quinella, and a Fire King can lob at the fives. You know, you're not you're not going to break the bank, but it might be a decent little payout. Yeah, you'd obviously have to be a very game man not to back her. But mate, do you think she could be vulnerable here at 1,200 first up from the car park? Yeah, oh, look, it's not going to be easy. But mate, these good horses sometimes doesn't matter what you throw at them, uh, they just win. And you know, like I said, a listed winner running around early. Oh, mate, she's going to take some beating. Yeah, I watched a trial the other day. It wasn't too bad. It, it wasn't obviously in great company, but if she gets caught three deep here in the breeze, I think Fire King doesn't have to spend a dollar in the run and may be able to pinch it. But I won't be betting against her, so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take the Quinella with you, I think. Let's tie us up then, mate, and put your money on the line. Give us your best uh, between Rocky and Mackay for the weekend. Yeah, mate, right, Amy. Best at Rocky. I'm going to go with Banasta. Uh, race five there. Like I said earlier, mate, that third behind Sir Rocket and then Starve O'Reilly against a bunch of 65 Raiders. Um, mate, I think Vanastra will be getting the chockies there. And my best of the day, and Mackay is going to be Brigolo Boy. Like I said, I did have Just Jesse penciled in there, but I've seen it as a two-horse race, and if, if one of them's not going to be there, I, I guess that leaves it to Brigolo Boy to, to take it out. Yeah, well, for me, I'm going to stick with the, uh, the the good sunny coast form line in Rocky and, and take Bayer Rich for my best there in Rocky and back on home soil. 
Let's go the Cronulla, Sweet Dolly and Fire King. That should get you something back in the bank. And um... A couple of nice little bets we could probably have there and, and fill the pockets up in North Queensland. But we see a couple of hands and heels horses back in, back on the track in Blackhall this weekend. Can you give any of the listeners from out west a leg up in, into the runners this weekend? Yeah, mate. Unfortunately, uh, it's, it's a non-TAB meet. So for fellas like me... Uh down here in Brizzy, I'll be, I'll have to just watch on, uh, online, but, uh, yeah, if anyone knows anyone that's going to the track or happens to be there on, on Saturday, the 1200, cutest benchmark 60, we've got London Ruler going around, uh, you know, he's new to the team, he's had that one start for one win for us, uh, mate, if he, if he finds a front and, and gets a sort of a ride like he did last time around this 1200 at Blackhall, I think he'll be hard to catch, and this is those cutest races. He's, he's the cutest horse, so you know you you, you go around for an extra five thousand in bonuses here, and mate, the TNT polishes is, is on well and truly there. So I think he'll be hard to catch. What about yourself, mate? Is that Zabonay? You got, a, you got any tips there for the punters? Yeah, well, I had, a, I had a bit of a chat to Todd this week, and obviously Blackall, it's a tight turn and track, and twelve hundred meters. If London Rule is going to get it, he's going to get it this week, but. You obviously need to draw a peg there um, and not spend any energy in the run. So a little bit of confidence there that he, he can get through it. Um, and then we have Zebedee stepping out in the benchmark 55 handicap where he'll head the weights for 62 kilos, 1,000 metres first up. He hasn't really taken real well to the dirt tracks. Most of his best forms on top of the ground in Bark Alden on the turf. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes first up there. And um, he does have some nice form over the short distances and uh, drops back down to a 55. So, yeah, he'll definitely take a lot out of the run, but, yeah, looking forward to to racing on on the bit racing. Just touching on uh, the Western racing, we've got a man here who joins us. Would you believe in the last, uh, in this racing season, he's leading the country jockey premiership with 22 wins, 18 seconds, 15 thirds, at a strike rate of 26%. And at the moment... His favourite track's obviously Bark Alden with 11 runners for seven wins, two seconds, and a strike rate of 63%. And that's Rick McMahon. Welcome to the podcast, Rick. Yeah, thanks, guys. Good to be here. Mate, uh, obviously, congratulations on recently winning the Country Jockey Premiership. How does it feel to be recognised as the top jockey in the bush at the moment? Yeah, it's not too bad. It was good. It's, um, I didn't expect to win it, to be honest, but... Uh... No, it's been good. I had, I did have a pretty good year last year with a bit of support from everyone in Mount Isa and and elsewhere. But um, no, it was good. Uh, it was a good night at Emerald uh, the other night, and uh, yeah, it was just uh, yeah, it was good to be recognised, I guess. Yeah, and obviously you enjoyed a lot of success earlier in your career in the metro area. Have now cementing yourself out in the bush circuits. Uh, is it the lifestyle change that's the major draw card, or is it something else? Yeah, um, it sort of definitely is. Like I, I definitely miss racing in, in town just through lack of opportunities with my weight sort of has, has driven me sort of out here and a, you know, a few other things. But I mean, I'm happy out here at the moment and it's good just to get ball back up rolling again. And yeah, later down the track, I'll have a look at maybe heading back home. But um, I'm happy at the moment out here and yeah, hopefully uh, the season can kick off good on Saturday. Yeah, well, obviously you recently moved from Mount Isa where you've had great success over the past couple of years to, to Barky where you've you've ridden seven winners from 11 starts last year. So have you settled into the Central West and what brought about the change? Yeah, look, settling in really well. Um, everyone's really good here. Um, I'm lucky enough to be riding for the, 
uh, Todd Austin stable and as you know he's pretty powerful out this way and he's got you know plenty of horses for me to ride sort of that was one of the main reasons for moving Mount Isa didn't have sort of as many horses yeah for me to ride at the time and yeah so it was sort of that was one of the big factors of moving and just sort of moving more central like closer to the coast a bit and I was able to sort of venture to Rocky and Townsville and that from Barky it's only six hours instead of nine or ten hours so yeah Touching on that, obviously you've covered more ground than Burke and Wills the last couple of months, travelling to Rocky, Cairns and Townsville and whatnot. You even got back to Doombin, which is good to see. How was that returning to the, the jockey room and back in town? Yeah, no, it was really good. It was good to catch up with everyone and all the boys and whatnot and uh, everyone. So it's really good. And, yeah, it's like I haven't had a super amount of rides, but that, as it, it comes back to my weight a bit. But um, it's been a good sort of... Obviously, the three months they have off um, in the country, it's been a, um, yeah, it has been not too bad for me. So I've, I've managed to punch home a few winners and had a little bit of luck, so made it worthwhile. Yeah, you've had some nice support from uh, the Hulk camps and, and, and Cookie there and Rocky, so it uh, must be good to, to have that support to get back to the provincial track. Yeah, definitely. Like, it is nice. And I've had a fair bit of other support too. I've just been, been unable to uh, to take up the offers just um, through weight-wise. So I've had plenty of offers and I could have, you know, probably filled my books really if I wanted to. But I just, yeah, due, due to only being able to ride 58, it sort of rules a lot of them out. Yeah, definitely. And um, obviously... Uh, after Brooks treble on the weekend, she's hot on the heels of you in the in the jockey premiership for the season. So you'd be looking forward to getting back to Blackwell this weekend with a, a nice couple of rods. Yeah, definitely. I've got um, I've got three at the moment, three rods at the moment, and all three of them look to be a good chance. So um, it'd be good to get back into it. And um, yeah, Brooke rode three winners, and that was good. Yeah, she's uh, she's obviously riding work for Todd as well. So no, it was good to see her go down there and get a few winners. But, yeah, hopefully I can do it this week. Yeah, we want to see you back on here next week, spruiking up the hands and the heels horses, mate. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tell you how good I rode them. <laughs> you wouldn't be short on confidence, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, no. Mate, uh, amb- ambitions for 2022. What, what are you looking to do? Uh, continue your association in NQ meets or uh, what, what's on the agenda? Yeah, look, I'm happy to to tra- travel. Like, uh, I'm pretty as I've proven, I guess. Like over the last few months, I've been getting around a bit. But um, I'm happy to travel. Like, if I can get you know enough support and like it works out weight wise. And uh, oh, to be honest, look, I'm just I'm looking just to be consistent weight wise and and just ride with it. And happy to sort of hopefully I'm looking forward to Birdsville, like two Birdsvilles, I guess, a little bit. It's always a big thing sort of out this way and I'm looking forward to them and hopefully having a few good rides in those two, uh, those few meetings or whatever. And, um, yeah, so just probably them and, you know, just hopefully having a bit of luck and clicking a bit with the Todd's and his stable. Yeah, long walk to Maccas, mate, so that weight should be getting down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is a long walk to Maccas. Um, and, and, and there's... Nothing is open here after seven o'clock, like, and, and there's no no takeaways anyway. So yeah, it uh, it should be getting down. But like, yeah, I haven't been doing a lot to be honest. The last couple of weeks, I've taken it steady, but I'm sure it'll come. I'm doing it, riding enough work where it it should fall off me soon. 
Yeah, well, that's good to hear, mate. And uh, well, what's what's the one race you want to win this year? And and have you got a horse we can keep an eye on for twenty twenty two out in the west? Mm, uh, well, I think there's two standouts, and that's Starbo Riley and Echo Point. Um, sounds very biased for you guys, I know, but the, 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 music to the, 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 Yeah, and uh, you can fix me up for saying that later. But um, <laughs> that was yeah. No, they're, they're probably the two. Like uh, going forward, look like they have you know plenty of ability. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Starve O'Reilly. He um, he went down to Br- uh, Brisbane and run Super at the Gold Coast, and obviously, but I don't know what um, Todd's got in mind for him. But I mean, the Battle of the Bush or something like that would be down his alley perfectly, I'd say. Um, and then obviously Echo Point. I'm not sh- again. I, I, Todd's, you know what Todd's like. He's he's a vault. He, yeah, he won't he tell keep, anyone. Nobody would know only him. But um, no, he keeps his cards close to his chest. Yeah, so like that Echo Point. Like I don't know. I, I wouldn't think he'd be out of a, a Birdsville Cup. Yeah, whether it be April or September down the track. So yeah, hopefully. Well. Yeah, as I said, I've got no idea. I mean, he might even aim bigger or different, so I, I'm not sure, but I'm sure something like that would be up his alley anyway. Yeah, awesome. Well, um, yeah, thanks for joining us, and uh, we're obviously looking forward to Saturday, seeing you back in action, and uh, look forward to you riding plenty of winners for us throughout the year, and uh, all the best. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for another week of the podcast. Uh, have a great weekend. Happy punting, and uh, we'll see you next week. Cheers.